This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. How is everybody? What a downpour of rain. Did you get caught in that? Um, I have got three super guests here today with me in the studio. Hi, ladies. Hey. <laughs> Did you get wet? Just, just a bit, actually, completely like a drowned rat. Thank God this is radio and not video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to be. Yeah, so sorry. Um, we are just using the one microphone today just because it's a personal preference of mine because I know that the other mic um, doesn't seem to pick up my stuff that well. So maybe it's just because I have people in the studio, whereas maybe some of the other uh, presenters don't. So just a reminder, I'm Jackie Groundsell and this is 12.30, the Women's Company Business Beach Radio and we are operating from, or we are calling from, the station in Penchout High Street, Love the Beat Radio, that's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T, Radio. Uh, and I'm here every week, one o'clock two till four so do please listen in natasha bailey is on before me and she is a psychic and then following on from me at four o'clock is the lovely ozzy osmond who does indie rock so if that's your thing do listen in to him he's a very experienced dj and knows exactly what he's at hi ozzy was that the right thing to say so what um what about 12 30 now welcome um Regular listeners, obviously you know about 12.30 and what we do, but also we've got new listeners as well listening in. So 12.30, the Women's Company, is about networking and building relationships. I'm still getting over our event the other week on the 15th, which um, none of my ladies in the studio came to. Sorry. <laughs> Did you change the beats? That's fine. She's sneaky, Jack. No, I was working. I was busy. Sorry, Jackie. It's all right. I'll let you off. I'll forgive you. But round the back of that, I can let everybody know that the 13th of December is our Christmas party day. I'll be getting the details out and the booking information out there for you. So do hold that. It will be lunchtime. 12, no, actually, I was going to say 12.30, but actually it's not. The venue is Asters, which is um, Dorothy and Marshall, which is the restaurant lovely restaurant uh, attached to where we held our venue the other week, uh, Bromley Old Town Hall. Um, they asked us if we could actually have it at 12 o'clock. It's a bit like, like, like the radio show, isn't it? I said, can I have 12.30, please? They said, no. So that's why I'm two to four. <laughs> Everybody has a two-hour slot on the station. So do hold 13th of December. Watch this space for news coming out. Now, my lovely ladies were waiting very patiently outside the studio, waiting to be let in, and I've got them in the order in which they actually arrived. And so, first of all, Mercedes, please do tell us something about you. Hello. I'm, I'm very excited. I love being on the radio. I dress for it as well. They can't <laughs> see what I'm wearing, but it's a real menagerie of clothes. Um, I'm good. So um, my name's Mercedes Yearly, and I run Quest Soul Theatre, which is a CIC, and we offer well-being through drama. So that's it in a nutshell. Would you like me to open that nutshell? I'm just going to say to you, yes, please, open your <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> okay, so... Um, 
I, I run regular and custom workshops within the Bromley Borough that are not about performance. We're not an Andram group. We're not a performance group. We don't perform. An Andram group? Expand on that. Well, I'm sorry for those. So um, obviously we have professional theatre like in the Churchill or if you go to the West End. Then you've got the local groups, the amateur dramatic groups who are all volunteers. They're mainly charities and they'll put on plays uh, in different We've got, there's some amazing theatres in this area. But what I do with Quest is that I run regular workshops. I have weekly workshops on a Wednesday and a Friday. And they are aimed at anybody um, who loves drama, but maybe finds um, auditioning and line learning overwhelming, um, who might just want, who just love theatre and haven't done it, lost their confidence. Maybe you're not working. Maybe you've got a disability. We accept we're open, we're inclusive, we're very safe, and we just play. We we play, and I say to a lot of people that as, as adults, we actually lose the ability to play, the permission to play, and actually that's where we find our, our happiness, whether it's through yoga or um, art or running. You know, a lot of people do sport, um, but for me it's drama, and so I opened it up to lots of people, so I have lots of regular clients who come every week, and we... Um, I kind of have like an arts therapy underpinning, so it's all about well-being, um, but it's also about having fun. Uh, I also have custom workshops, so I go into care homes, I go to the Dementia Cafe in Beckenham, I have been to, I've been businesses, I go to, I'm going to an IT company, I'm going, went to an accounts and did it, wow. so it's like everyone and everything in between, so yeah. So. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, I'm going to break the mould here because as I was saying, I'm going to go to Noel next. But I just really need to get a little word in about what I'm doing on Saturday. On Saturday, I'm working with Chandra Sharma, who is the business manager at Startup Bromley. And I'm running a workshop. I'm running a workshop which is how to make the best of your time when you're networking. And we also have some speed networking. So we're on the fourth floor in the library in Bromley, which is next to the theatre. So even if you don't know where the library is, I'm sure you all know where the theatre is. Uh, certainly um, Mercedes does, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so do have a look on our website, which is all the W's, 1230.co.uk, and get yourself booked in. It's free event so I'll be there Saturday with my little pink hooter and if you've never seen my little pink hooter it's something to behold uh, <laughs> I don't the mind, the mind boggles the mind boggles doesn't it <clears throat> that sort of hooter anyway not that hooter anyway over to you hi thank you so much for having me my name is Noel Mafianda I'm a self-published author of Queen Gay Mojobak uh, so this book came about after becoming a mum for the first time. So I had lost my ability to be an employee. So then, yeah, so I then decided you know, just to investigate the topic. And then, you know, found out that I was not the only one. And like there were many women like in my position. And then in the book, uh, I discussed as well, like, you know, the opportunities of, I mean, women of creating more opportunities. Because when you're a mum, you know, you're, you're being like, you know, uh, restricted. So now I've founded business women's circle and the idea just to encourage women to be more entrepreneurial and also like you know uh, create events and networking just like you so i'm following on your footsteps <laughs> i'll be there okay. <laughs> yeah so that's it um, 
Excellent. Okay, we go, I'm going to come back to you in terms of letting Absolutely. everybody know where you are based and how they reach you and find out more about you. So thank you for that, Melanie. Phyllis, over to you. Hi, everybody. I'm Phyllis, uh, Phyllis Woodfine, and I'm a life coach and osteopath. So I've known Jackie, amazing Jackie, for a number of years now. My it's gosh. a long while. Yeah, it's a long while. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably 10, 15 years, something like that. Um, anyway, yeah, and uh, what would I say my main business is? Um, I work with mainly women um, and really just getting them uh, very um, linked to Mercedes, but it's around their well-being, whether or not that's in their physical well-being, but also their mental well-being. And the thing that lights me up really is reminding women of how amazing they are and the things that they can do. And when they've got to that stage where they've got so much stuff running around in their head um, that they get to that point where they're not really creating what it is that they want to do. They don't have clarity around that. Um, and that's what I help them do through coaching. And it might be that they've hit menopause, perimenopause, and that's affecting them in ways that they don't actually even realise that it is. Um, and unfortunately, what happens within the medical world, the NHS world, is they often get told that these aren't symptoms of menopause. And in fact, they actually are. So I'm used to dealing with women, helping them through that, both physically, as in as an osteopath, um, and using a number of different modalities that I'm trained in. But also, as I said, as a coach, by asking the right questions, which enable them to move forward. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, wow, what synergy between you all. Oh, yeah. Is there? Yeah. We're starting a girl group <laughs> called Synergy. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. I think so. In, and interestingly, when you uh, when I saw your stuff about the menopause, I thought you're going to have to be part of the menopause. Did you know I've got a menopause gang? Oh, yes. Didn't know that. Hot stuff, they're called. Do you oh. go out at night in hot sweats? <laughs> terrorise people well well dare I say back in the day there wasn't such a thing in my day there wasn't such a thing as perimenopause it, it just didn't exist um I was actually um I went I went to the doctor about something not particularly under that heading if you like um, and she said to me, well, should I, I don't um, I don't want to give you HRT now if you all know there was back in the day this report which had been released and um, particularly Phyllis you'll know about this I don't know about the other two whether you do either of you but this report was released without medical authorization um, and I did put the scaremongers out there do not go on HRT it will give you breast cancer mm. end of wasn't it yeah they um the report basically it was research that had been done but it hadn't necessarily been ratified mm. and um, it didn't give a full explanation mm. around what you could and couldn't do. And yes, there were some risks, but it wasn't a case of HRT would give you breast cancer. No. Um, and so it's only, it, it took a few years for the nuances around what the research had actually said for, yeah. for it to be. But I think um, you, I think you should, well, maybe all of you, I don't know, but certainly for this, you need to talk to my menopause gang, because I think there'll be a lot of synergy there in that sense. But, um, yeah, so my doctor said to me, I don't want you to go on HRT. And I said, but I was quite happy about that. I said, oh, that's fine. I won't go. So now um, whether it's related to that, I don't know. I have osteoporosis. Osteoporosis. That's the one. Yeah. And macular degeneration. So whether that's related, I don't know. 
and also, of course, the HRT in those days, very different to the sophisticated fine-tuning that you can get now, isn't it? Yeah, there's very much, there's um, there's bio um, HRT that's related to um, sort of like more natural things, but there's also, as well as HRT being, you know, there's patches, there's taking the pills, mm. there's quite a, a, a difference to what it was like 20, 25 years ago, um, probably even sort of like 10, 15 years ago. Um, but in addition to that, there's also a lot more knowledge about what you can do holistically, naturally, if you can't take um, yeah. HRT. Yeah. But it's, it's health reasons. Yeah, well. yeah. And But it's very much ensuring that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that women are empowered, that they have the knowledge so that they can make the choice around what it is that they want to do and how they want to move forward yeah. in their lives. And that was something I picked up from you, ladies, as well, that you're very much about the opportunities and giving empowerment to women. Um, if you'd have come to our event the other week, you'd have met a lady called Pam Ford. Have you met her? Perhaps? No. Okay. She is um, an American... No, she's not. She's an English lady <laughs> brought up in... You can tell I didn't go to bed until about 2 o'clock this morning, can't you? Um, who was brought up in Australia... I think she over-eggs the Australian accent a little bit because it adds to her humour and all the rest of it. Um, I've known her for years as well, um, and she was our MC. But interestingly, uh, oh, and she also, we we had, from here, from the radio station, we had an event up at, um, I can't remember the name of the pub, it's up the road, you'll know. What's Because they've got a theatre Oh, the there. Bridge House. Bridge House, yes, that's yeah. it. I was there, I was there last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there was an event up there, which was a pen stroke, um, love to beat radio event. And Pat, Pam very kindly came along uh, to that. Um, and in our conversations, in talking to her, if she would actually do that, uh, I was I was talking about the menopause and my hot stuff, menopause gang and all that. So she said, darling, I can't do this. Darling, she said, I do the most fantastic sketch about the menopause. We can imagine, can't you? So, so she has done that. So she is actually also part of the menopause gang. Because I said to the other three, when we got started, if you like, they they come on the radio every six to eight weeks. They're on next week. Um, what do you think? Are you happy about that? And they said, yeah. So she she does, you know, whatever she does. So it's um it's really good in that sense. But I think. The important thing now is to find out where you three are actually based and how people actually find out about you. So, Mercedes, over to you. Hello. Um, okay. Sorry, I was, I was deep in thought about everything you were saying. Right, so, um, Quetzal Theatre. Ramble, ramble. Yeah, no, no, I'm loving it. Um, okay, so Quetzal Theatre, you can find us regularly on a Wednesday at Wickham Theatre Centre um, from 11.30 to 1.30. Now, um, that is a bit of a hidden, there's a little, a little bit hidden. Basically, it's the Wickham playing fields. If you know the area at all, you come up Corkscrew Hill and there's a tiny turning that goes down into the fields. It's like, yeah. you, you should be able to... the rugby club. Yeah. Uh, no, rugby club's at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. We're at the other end. Oh. And there's football playing fields and we're tucked away in there. But you're always welcome. On the right. Yeah, and there's a mean. tennis club and a bowls club, and there is a theatre there, and that's oh, it's this lovely. Hid- yeah, so many people don't know it's there, and I'm mm. I'm trying to champion telling everybody. Mm. So we're down there every Wednesday at eleven thirty. There's no need to book, and my classes are pay what you can. 
So I charge about five pounds, which is really nothing. But I just want to make it financially available to people. Yeah. There's no, you can come along for one, then not come along for six months. And it doesn't matter. Not like a lot of drama groups that might have a six or eight week subscription or you play in a block. This is just an ongoing, every class is, it's its own insular class. You don't miss out on anything. Right. So anyway, we're there Wednesdays, 11.30 to 1.30 at Wickham Theatre Centre. And then I've just started um, a new class. Um, we're now at Bromley Little Theatre. So I'm in collaboration with them. And that's on a Friday morning at 10 to 12 in their new rehearsal rooms. They're having the whole theatre's been gutted out and done all amazing. They're doing some amazing stuff. So I'm part of their community programme. So we're there as well. Fantastic. Now, just staying with uh, Bromley Little Theatre, I can't think of her name. She's an image consultant with a f- surname that begins with a double F. Oh, no, I, I don't think know. she was a director. She used to be Pauline? No. no. I can see her. Long, long okay, time. no. Can't you see her? No, I, I see don't. Her. I, no, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Do you know what I, I have to say? I, she was a voluntary director. Ah, there are so many people. I, I've only been in the area. I've been, <laughs> only been living here for like two years, just oh, right. over two years. Like Where we, were you before that then? Paris in France. Oh, darling. Oh, yes, may we? What? Okay. Oh, right. Je pas français. Okay. Oh, quoi de neuf? Started something there. Right. Don't, no, How's your French finish? Do you know what? My husband's listening right now, going, be quiet. Um, But he's like, no, he's... uh, So... um, Is he French? No, he's Irish. Oh, right. Nice combination. Yeah. Um, Oi. Yeah. (laughs) So, so what are we talking about? We're talking about... Well, I've only lived here for two years. And so I've been overseas for 15 years. Oh, wow. And working, doing English as a foreign language and doing drama. and, And it's only... I mean, there's a whole story, but I, I'm trying to get to know everybody in the area. Mm. And so I was just saying I'm absorbing all these new faces and names. So, like, I'm doing my best. But, like, I've got to the point now where I think I'm full up of new names and faces. Yeah, um, yeah. But I love there's so many people involved in these theatres. And sometimes people don't know. Like the Bridge House Theatre, I don't know if you've been to it. I've never been before. I went to see Dennis of Penge. It's yeah. amazing, so good yeah. about in you know, a Greek play, but it's modern about chick- a guy in a chicken shop who's a Greek god, and he was oh yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Your husband's whole, listening. No, so steady girl. Tom, put your fingers <laughs> in your ears. Anyway, so there was this, <laughs> anyway, it was so good, but it's a little theatre above the pub, and yeah. it's so magical. We've got these magical spaces. So with Quest. What I'm trying to do is offer the members, perhaps people who aren't able to be in plays anymore, especially menopause, you start forgetting things, lines, you're losing your confidence a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That's who my group is for. We just come in, we do scripts, we play around, we do all of that. So, so yeah, that, that's where you can find me. And I have a website. If you look up Quest Soul Theatre, you'll find me. Do you want to spell that for us? Quest, so Q-U-E-S-T. I went, oh, my God, now I'm going to go. Q-U-E-S-T-S-O-U-L-T-H-E-A-T-R-E, questholtheatre.co.uk, my website. You can find me on all the socials. I'm the only one. Um, well, your name is quite unusual as well. Yeah. Maybe don't Google me. No. <laughs> I've had a now previous, you've said see, it. I've had a previous life of being I used to be an influencer. No, not an influencer, content creator. So that might come up. But enjoy. What does that mean then? I used to make videos for Vine. Do you remember Vine? Yeah. 
the six it was Twitter's video that was six and a half seconds and I used to I got a bit famous I know as long as you're famous rather than infamous yeah yeah that'd be good we're a bit infamous so (laughs) that's my that might come up but Crestle Theatre look it up you'll find me and you and you don't even need to book you can just turn up I get a few people that just turn up and I go hello and in they come and they never leave again (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to pass the microphone over to Noelle. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's really good. Now, this is this show would be n- nothing if people didn't talk, and that's what I'm really, really interested in finding more about you. And, and the radio is the key tool for that, isn't it? So over to you. Hi, thank you very much. Oh, I can see we're going to have trouble here. I can tell. <laughs> I'm turning off my, um, you know, I mean, my French and saying, yeah. okay, back to English. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, my book is just an encouragement, really. So uh, I'm addressing to women because, like, you know, we face so many, you know, this discrimination and biases in the workplace. But, uh, you know, my generation as well, like the younger ones. <laughs> no, I mean everybody because I actually came in here and then. She told me, oh, in your photos, like, no, she made me feel very smart. And I assumed that she was, she was a mom. She said, no, I'm not a mom. And I, and I said, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, they, so, they're trouble this lot. You can tell. You can tell it's trouble here. So that, I didn't feel like it was going to be specific. But uh, it, it's, not, it's not just for mom. It's for men as well because... Well, it impacts, doesn't it? Yeah, it's for everybody because like, mm. everybody gets affected. My husband was affected, so he didn't know how to be a dad. <laughs> you know, so nobody tells you how to be, you know, no, to be all these things. Yeah. But then, like, you know, when you have to uh, balance or, like, you know, add, you know, your job and everything on top, you know, things, you know, can, you know, can just get confusing and hard. And the society does not help sometimes. And, you know, so uh, they were just here to help us because, um, so I'm voicing my experiences. I'm also voicing other people's. So mm-hmm. I am presenting what others, you know, have uh, suggested as no solution because, like, there's no cure, there's no sickness, but um, ways, like, you know, I mean, method, like, you know, they can apply. A bit of brainstorming stuff, exactly, I guess, exactly. in that sense. Yeah, and see, like, you know, where they can see, you know, mm. them, themselves fitted in. But mm. because of like, all these childcare issues <coughs> as well, I just want us women, my, uh, okay, let me not say the younger ones, but I just want, like, women, like, you know, to think more outside the box. Because our job are just limiting us. Like, you can't do certain things because you're a parent. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't do certain jobs. And now some jobs, they're actually daring to ask you at an interview. Or are you planning, you know, to be a parent? What kind of question is that? Or, I mean, are you a parent? You know, things like that. Because they assume, like, you know, if you're a parent, you're more likely to you fit that box. You know, six days. Yeah. And then, you know, if it's, you know, they... they they're I mean, not supposed to ask you questions yeah. like that I when mean, you go because for jobs. They, they know people don't really... I'm not really informed, mm. and like you know, they just they just take advantage, mm. and then yeah. So I just want you know, I just want this message you know to be spread, uh, you know, far and wide. I just let. So what know. do you? I noticed that you in your um, details and things that you sent me in, in my research. Oh. Um, that you said. <laughs> I was just looking at the sages here when she says, don't reset. She's looking herself up now. (laughs) (laughs) That you said about people losing their mojo. What do you mean by that? Okay, so uh, I wanted something more catchy. Uh, So losing your mojo, uh, what I'm trying to say is simply losing yourself. Mm. Because I felt like a sense of losing myself 
you know, after becoming a mum, simply because I didn't have a template. So yeah. uh, you're a mum, so I'm sure you can think of, you, I mean, you can have ideas of seeing others murdering their children. But when you have to do it yourself, you know, it's entirely, you know, a, another game. Yeah. And then because, you know, there's no formula. So you're just figuring, figuring out things by yourself. But yeah. at the same time, you're being judged by the outside world because everybody else assumes that, you know, this is how a mom has to behave or be. So you start questioning yourself, you know, am I doing this job correctly? You know, am I great mom? Well, of course, and then, and then, of course, I hate harping on about it, but... Um, my little grandson, who's three and a half, was a COVID baby. So, I mean, that's a whole different mm. set of circumstances yeah, that mums and parents, and, and you as well, yeah, like had, had to cope with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that was even hard, because even for, like, uh, antenatal classes, they were cancelled. So, you're a first-hand parent, and, like, you've got no one to help you because there's COVID. Mm. And now, like, you know, you're giving birth, and then nobody's allowed in. Yeah. And then, so, so like, there's so many, like, you know, emotional... Yeah. Uh, triggers and now like you have to go back to work because obviously you you know you need the finances but at the same time you know the work is not being supportive because i mean nobody knows you know what's happening so yeah so it's difficult all those time. things yeah, exceptionally yeah. difficult exactly, time. Exactly. yeah no i mean i know my son um he was saying that he couldn't go in with his fiance and everything mm-hmm. else and, but go back another generation and the dads were anyway yes. oh so you know my dad's my parents generation my my Dad, I think my my. Do you know I never asked them, but I could possibly. Well, see, I was born at my nan's. Oh. We didn't um in my nan's front bedroom. So I and and I don't know whether my sister was six well, months. That sounds familiar because um I'm from Congo, so in Africa yeah. is I mean is normal. Like you know what you're saying. Yeah. So when a woman is pregnant, like she's cared for by her, you know, the, the parents. The family. So you know you tend to leave their house because you have to be looked after. Mm. So you know, what you're saying is true because like men are nowhere, you know, I mean they're not supposed to be near because they they can't parent or the parents of the. Uh, is that a cultural thing? Yeah, it? yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's still so like, harder for you coming out of that environment, I guess, to to the um, UK or yes not? and no because. I was still a teenager, like, you know, when we moved to mm. the UK. So, um, because I, I didn't have my children there, I can't really relate. So, right. I'm only, like, you know, talking from experience. Mm. No, no, not my experience. I come out of those experiences. Like, you know, what I saw, mm. being that, like, my own mum. So, I use my own mum as well. Yeah. And the funny thing was, uh, over there, like, you know, once you're a parent, like, you know, there are strategies and, you know, things in place. So, I mean, you don't really get to suffer when it comes to, uh, child care because the family is there to look after mm. and because it takes you know the entire village so anybody really <laughs> can look after your children yeah and even if like you have to pay for a child minor you know it's not as ex- you know, expensive as in this country so one can have 10 kids and still work yeah so, it's a very different exactly. environment so it's very hard to see someone who's yeah. not being work because of you know uh children yeah but here like you know because of everything some people having to decide whether to continue yes. with their career or have family yeah. or just you know uh i mean deciding not to have families at all simply because of you know how uh the discrimination you know, i mean they wouldn't know how to handle everything like with their job mm. so and i all, all i'm trying to say is there is no right or wrong way but mm. i want people to remember that if they want the freedom to do anything that you know they see please i mean they have to decide them to be creative. Yeah. You know, hence, yeah. you know, having other sources of income, you know, so that, you know, you, you don't just depend on your job. Otherwise, you know, you can't do certain things. So, so you've got your book. Yes. How do people actually 
find out about you. They can't get it on Amazon, so it's just Queen Gayo Mojo back. Has it got your contact details and stuff there? Uh, no. So if you just click my name, Noel Matianda, you know, I mean, they will see the, the book as well. But if if they just tap on Amazon, Queen Gayo Mojo back, Conquering Identity Loss in Motherhood by Noel Matianda, that you see it. And then they can also get from you know follow myself. So if you follow me on Insta, I'm just Noel Matianda. You're gonna have to spell that, you okay. know, <laughs> very slowly. <laughs> so at November Oscar Echo Lima Oh, I can't Lima. cope with that one. I'm, I'm useless at that. I don't know. Yeah. And then underscore Mike Alpha Papa India Alpha November Delta Alpha Noel Matianda. Okay. Everywhere. Thank you. Insta, Facebook. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we will be posting stuff up. So if you didn't quite get that, then, you know. <laughs> but apart from that, go to the website. Go to the 1230 website, um, all the Ws, 1230.co.uk. Click on calendar and you will find my lovely guests all smiling at you from the screen. And uh, you'll be able to find from there. So this, over to you. I'm now, I'm conscious of the fact that... We've got eight minutes before we crash into the ads, but you will have more time afterwards, please. Okay, no problem. I'll be quick. No, no, you don't. <laughs> You've got eight minutes and then you can have some more after. <laughs> no after, after the wonderful adverts. Yeah. At all. So, um, easiest way to contact me is either I am on the socials. I'm on Instagram as Phyllis Coach. I've got to admit, don't often look on there. I'm on LinkedIn under Phyllis Woodfine. Um, and I'm also, I have a website, which is www.phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, woodfine, W-O-O-D-F-I-N-E.com. Um, and you can click in on that and you'll get both my coaching information. And also you can click onto the website for my osteopathy page. So, um, those are probably the easiest ways to contact me. Um, and, uh, as I said, I'm usually, if you click, if you Google Phyllis would find, I'm the only one. Come up. So I'm the one who will come up, um, and the various things that I've done. Um, <laughs> they're all sitting there frantically tapping away, <laughs> connecting with each other. It's wonderful. it's wonderful. So yeah. Um, and so I suppose it's really interesting because there is so much synergy mm. between us here. Um, uh, as Noelle was talking about motherhood and that. I'm also a paediatric osteopath, so I teach um, paediatric Can I I just stop you there just for a second? I've got a large, um, no, I've got a little bit of knowledge about what osteopathy is, osteopathy, (laughs) is my dad had had an arthritic spine and he went to an osteopath. My daughter, um, it's spina bifida, but it's, it's this fixed lower um, disc above a vertebrae she had successful treatment but not everybody's gonna know so would you mind just expanding on what people might expect not a problem at all so as osteopaths we work on the whole musculoskeletal system so in other words the muscles as well as the joints and the bones literally from head to toe and we can treat anything from zero to 97. That's probably where I've, I've uh, the oldest I've treated. Um, but usually for paediatrics, so between zero and 17, you would have done some additional training. So, for example, that's what I was saying, I train. 
Uh, it isn't just facts that we work on. Um, and it's basically part of the ethos is the belief that um, the body has its own healing mechanism and we're just helping it to do that. Um, part of, uh, as an osteopath, we diagnose, so you don't need to have a referral from a GP. We are, training is three to five years, depending on whether or not you've done it part-time or full-time. It is a degree. Um, and you do clinical training in that. So we've got quite a lot of knowledge around whether or not it is something that we can treat or something that has to be referred on. Um, and we will use different things to treat you with. So it will be what you think of as massage. So it will be, but it will be a, not your therapeutic massage. It will be with an aim to change what's happening with the tissues. Um, it might be articulation, which is gentle movement of the joints. It could be manipulation, which is the clicking that you might associate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really specific. So sometimes when you see things that people are doing that, they're just doing it to any joint that will click. Whereas <laughs> that's not one thing that we do because we would take a full case history before we oh. treated you to ensure that's that crafty though Elle. very crafty um, yeah so it's ensuring that you are somebody that's safe to treat for example you were saying about osteoporosis mm. so i could treat somebody with osteoporosis but it would be knowing that that's part of your case history and how i can treat you and what i would do to aid movement in that you know we treat as i said i treat um teach pediatrics as well as teaching those so we treat babies um and it's really helping them with some of the things that might be going on with them we might work with women who are pregnant who have got um some dysfunctions where they're not moving as well so we help them through that um so yeah so it's basically anybody from you know sports to um you know your weekend warriors to just you've got a little bit of an ache and pain following some sporting injury or just sitting at your desk too long well yeah as my daughter as I said to you she she was diagnosed when she was 17 yeah with this um and he did stabilize uh, the pain that she was actually experiencing yeah. for a long time he stabilized it um but then she had a baby some years later and that sort of kicked it off again so yeah but she had um uh, the thing that helped her with pain relief was a, a freezing probe thing into her spine, she, uh, um, which was very successful. Mm. It lasted about six months or so. But then they withdrew the funding. Yeah. So her alternative is what? Go into hospital and be injected with steroids in a surge, in a, in a theatre. So yeah. how much yeah. does that cost yeah. as opposed to, I don't know, yeah, I mean, and there is quite a lot that we can do to help people to manage what's going on with them. And a lot of it is advice as well as, you know, giving you simple movement exercises, things that you can do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, that's one of the things that I work with. And I do some talks in libraries. I've done talks in local libraries around what you can do to keep yourself moving, how you can help yourself. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's the most amazing thing. I got involved in osteopathy mainly because of the fact that I'd had treatment when I was a lot younger because I used to do a lot of sports. Now, I might not. Fortunately, you can't see me, 
But I might not look like a sports person now, but I used to be a sprinter. And did you? Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a sprinter. Tell us about yeah. that. Um, and did a lot of other sports. So that's when I had injuries then because I was quite hypermobile. So that's when I had treatment. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Right, so we're back in the studio. We were so busy chatting here and finding out what our synergies are, etc., etc., that, um, well, we didn't quite forget about you, but it was... <laughs> Listen, I want you to feel very important right now. You're of priority now. <laughs> now, what I need to do is to make sure that you all know about 12.30. We're lunchtime networking for businesswomen. The radio show is on once a week on Mondays, 2 to 4. So do keep an eye on the website, which is all the W's, 1230.co.uk. Phyllis, what made you go... Have you always been an osteopath or how did it all start? So, no, I haven't always been an osteopath. So I, my original work in life, I was a building surveyor. I know, still structures. Um, and then oh, I, I like that comparison. <laughs> That's an interesting one. And then I trained um, in massage, aromatherapy and reflexology. That was probably a... Why? Why? I'd got to the point where I just thought I'm not really doing... What I love doing, I enjoyed it, um, and it was still because where I worked, I worked in environmental health, so I was very much helping people. So I dealt with disabled facilities grants, houses and multiple occupation. So I was helping people a lot and dealing with um, social workers, doctors, as well as surveying the properties. So it was yeah. quite mixed. But I'd got to the point where I just thought I want to do something else. So I, you know, you know that coming up to thirty, what am I going to do? So I retrained. Um, and I used to do weekends doing massage and, um, and aromatherapy, then realised that I still probably wasn't quite doing what I wanted to do. And I studied Buddhism and meditation and I was meditating and it dropped in that I needed to retrain to be an osteopath because that had been something that I'd been interested in in my teens. Oh, so, yeah, so I retrained as an osteopath. And then as a result of that, ended up teaching, helping teach then did my um, teaching uh, certificate, so my PGCE, trained as a Pilates teacher, um, hypnotherapist, coach, number of things. All the things I've done are to help people. Yeah. Um, and it's often I sort of like look and think, right, well, where's that going to get somebody? You know, is that going to move them further along in their journey? Mm. So that's really why I've done all the things I've done. Um, mm. And the coaching really came about because of the fact I was doing student support and they were mature students and it wasn't, I can't do my essays, it's my marriage is breaking down or yeah. my children are driving me mad or and, and, and. And it was very much you were coaching them. So coaching is truly for anybody and it's never telling you what to do. It's yeah. asking you questions that then get you to start thinking about, actually, this is maybe something this is where I could move forward. So yeah. it's very much about helping people to move forward. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got into the coaching. So I did my NLP and then um, sort of like pure coaching and various things. Yeah. So, yeah, but it all for me links together because it is yes. very much about how we move forward in our lives. Um, and if, you know, what you want to do is 
stay where you are but enjoy doing what you're doing then that's great that's not Mm. a problem Mm. but equally if you decide that I'm not doing what I want to do anymore then you might want to move forward and for me it's all about the fact of reminding as I said particularly women but it doesn't really make any difference but that we can move forward it's you're never too old Mm. you know if you want to do something different if you want to have your children and also have a career and have an entrepreneurial um, type career, then you can do that. But you just need somebody to sometimes remind you that the, that you can do those things. Yeah. And it's never too late. Yeah. More and more I'm seeing this synergy going on with you three guys. I mean, I could see the connection between you in, in the first place, which I thought would make a good mix for today. But it's tightening up all the time. So thank you for that, Phyllis. Now, what what about you? I mean, you were saying about being a mum and how the circumstances there. What did you do before before you were a mum? <laughs> did you work? Or? Me. Um, so uh, I'm still working. Yeah. Um, so I've got a chemistry degree. Right. Never got never got to use it. Uh, I work as a senior analyst for a um, commercial crime services, so more like compliance. So that's right. my job day to day. Okay. And then. Um, being a mum, that's another one. Yeah. And then my own ventures, the books and the events. So is the aim to come away from being employed and, and just sort of um, taking that leap and going, right, this is it? Ideally, okay. like, you know, I, I would love like, you know, to reach that place where I'll just say, you know, bye to my boss. I'm like, bye, see you never. <laughs> you know, I mean, I Let's just hope he's to... not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I love my boss. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so I just want to be able to do my own things. Like I really enjoy connecting people. So the event it just I just you know just brings joy to me. What was this ex- exhibition? Because did you do some sort of yeah, women's I, exhibition? I did, Tell us yeah. about that. So basically, like um, my first gig ever was uh, the I mean where I met you at mm. the um, women's we show. Yeah. Yeah. So it was my first time because I didn't know I could exhibit books. You know, because you know when I had an ex- exhibition. I thought more of like, you know, uh, art, you know, things that, no books, but like, you know, Cheyenne really, uh, you know, she, cause she, she invited me at the, um, the radio show and then she was like, yeah, come along, bring your books. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was my first time and it was very nice. And I, you know, I got to meet, you know, people like yourself. So I realized, yeah, this is great because I, I would have never met the people that I met there. And then anything I'm doing, the courage I go, it was, you know, because of that uh, first, you know, first encounter. Mm-hmm. So then I, I then decided, you know, I want to do the same for for my community. So then I then um, yeah, so I just I started stalking people literally <laughs> on social media. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my name is Noel. You know, I'm doing an event for women, you know, women in business. You know, I would like you to come and you know exhibit. And some of them were like, what is this exhibition? You know. I explained, no, you can exhibit and then sell as well. So obviously, you know, if you want to buy, you can sell. And but it's a great way of you networking, especially if you're an introvert, because being in the same environment, we've have, we've have this for a long time. You have no choice but to speak, you know, make friends. So most of them said no, because they were asking, what's your experience? I was like, ah, I've never run one, but I've, I've been to <laughs> You know, I mean, I've I've been an exhibitor before, so I have an idea. You know, of more. You have to waffle around that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So it was hard, but you know, actually, got to twenty-two people that believe in me. Yeah. So some that you know ask questions, they're like, "Yeah, we'll come." I was like, "Oh, okay." So then I had people, and I didn't know like you know, where to put them. <laughs> oh, you didn't have a venue. No. All oh, right. Okay. No. So they're like, I mean, the venue. I mean, I didn't mind that word. Sadly, I'm learning now. So then, you know, I got to find. I mean, the venue. 
then they came and they did their thing and I'm still shocked that it happened. Yeah. So now I'm officially, you know, someone that in my events. Oh, an event organizer. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I mean, I just couldn't believe that day, but it happened. So they yeah. came. So I, I even told them because I was sending my emails as we. I said, we is myself and I. <laughs> and I hope it's a royal like, way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was hmm. like, I hope you guys are not disappointed. Yeah, me, I mean, they were happy. And yeah. I, I said, okay, now I know you know where I belong. So I would love to live my joy just be doing this. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mercedes, what about what about you? Where, where did it all start for you? Because you were saying that you lived abroad a lot. Well, yes. I Okay. So I was a I trained drama teacher. And mm. I, I studied performance at university and then did, I did. I was too scared to become famous, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but okay. honestly, like, no, the fear of like, and I'm so glad I'm not famous. Could you imagine like the cancel culture out there at the minute and just the responsibility and the, you know, because obviously I'm meant to be famous. No, but I mean, like I, I came out of university. I had all this energy. Do you um, know Matthew Crosby? Yeah. Oh, no. Is he is he a very slim, sort of quite sort of 30s good looking guy? Bearded. No. Comedian. No. No. Of, I need to introduce you. I don't know who I was talking about. <laughs> anyway, so no, I and your husband is listening. We'll hop on this again. Are you listening to this? Oh, bless him. Um, so um, I trained to be a drama teacher, and mm-hmm. I taught in secondary schools, which I am not suited to secondary schools. I'm a pushover, and I burnt out so fast. Mm. Um, I, I really crashed out, and so I went to Singapore and dragged my boyfriend, who's now my husband, he came over, and then he got a job in video games, and I kind of, we just sort of moved around a lot, and I taught bits and pieces, I had children, and felt a bit lost, and didn't know what to do, thank you, she's giving me a book, <laughs> can I just say that, I mean, I, I don't know if you know this, I've got, I love this. I've got terrible ADHD, right, Have you? so I zoned out several times, so I brought myself back to the room, but isn't Noelle's good? You can't see it, as if people see it. It's written in, like, little paragraphs. I, that's brilliant. Because I can just sit there and read one paragraph. Little, little... English is not his first language, so, you know, I need something like that. This brilliant. Right, let me give you a review of Noelle's book that I haven't read. But it's all, like, in... It's, like, bold title and then one paragraph talking about that. That's brilliant. You're paying her for this now. But, like, as a mum, as a mum who doesn't have a lot of time... This is perfect. You can dip into it yeah. and get like, yeah, and then close it. Do you know what I mean? Like that. So thank you, Noel. <laughs> so anyway, I um, so we had lockdown. Bonkers, bonkers. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Not you. Just generally, I just, I just love it. That's why I always like people to come into the studio because the vibe can can be so yeah, much better. Real people. Um, I mean, yeah. that's why when I was online as a as um I worked was doing Instagram and all, all this kind of stuff. I mean, I wasn't mad famous, but I was I was getting there. I was getting. There. I did an ad for Ghostbusters movie. Oh, God. Thank oh, you. Wow. Wait, amazing. I was waiting. Noelle didn't react straight away, oh, so I worked. Were you on that? Were you on that? I did. No, no, you did. Thanks, Phyllis. <laughs> no, but I I was get I I don't. I at the time I was like yeah for the ones with the women That's I was amazing. I was in a TV advert that was on American cable TV yeah. it's a whole story but I was like I I didn't I didn't think that I was sweet. no it's not really <laughs> no right anyway so anyway I suffer with my ADHD I suffer I you know I'm going through a diagnosis of it at the minute but it's quite obvious and I get hyper focused and then I crash so anyway my my, I, my granddaughter's had it yeah so basically my I lost my mum during COVID. And then had, that's fine. 
uh, thank you. But then I had this hyper fixation about coming back to the UK and I got everyone here. My husband got a job, bless him. He, you know, he, he's been such a big support. And my kids started new school and they'd only grown what up in France. Uh, two, 11 and 13 at the oh, minute. Boy, so they started. Oh, That's fine. So don't, don't, They're don't, old. Don't, don't, Mine is three and seven months. Yeah, so just wait. I know, that's not my uh, Anyway, but... Uh, so let me tell you, it doesn't get any better. Well, no, no, my children are gorgeous. But, like, so they got settled, my husband got settled, and when everyone was settled, I just crashed. And so I had a big mental health crisis, and mm. I rang up uh, anyone who knows, like, Talk Bromley, and I said, hello, I'm very serious, this is really serious mental health crisis, and they said, oh, that's terrible. But anyway, the wait is, like, seven to nine months, mm. And I was like, oh, that's fine. So you may, you think, how bad is everyone else? Yeah. So anyway, eventually, need I need it now. So anyway, ended up, I mean, I'm talking about this very serious stuff, but actually it was a brilliant lifesaver. So I went along and in all my groups, I started, I got help then. Only when you're at crisis, do you get help, which is so backwards. Yeah. And a lot of people, the one thing that kept me going through all of that was going to my little theatre around the corner and being in a play. I'd get dressed for that. I'd get up and I'd go out. And they never knew any different. And I thought, I wonder if there's anyone else like me who loves drama, loves art, and suddenly this whole world, and I just decided to start a business like you. I just went, oh, I'm going to do that. Like, you know, not thinking of anything that was involved. No, no. And now, I mean, I only started officially in January. I've got a website and I'm doing radio and I've got two weekly classes and I've got... You know, and I go to different theatres and I'm involved yeah, in the community. you got to be careful that you don't go oh, yeah. too much. Jackie, know. you're not the only person that said that to me today, oh, right? <laughs> so I do but know. I love it. I love this. And, I, and, I, and I've just started studying arts therapy. I'm doing a diploma of integrative arts therapy at the Institute of um, Arts Therapy in London. And I go once a week and I love it. And I'm learning about, you know, Freud, starting back at Freud oh, and then gosh. doing all about... Um, like going into like all this theory so you know I'm trying to help people but really at the end of the day my class is about they're for me really people. they're for me I don't care if anyone else comes I'm putting we put music on and we dance we can come, we? Yeah, yeah you can come along we'll be there. and we dance and we have fun and then we have a cup of tea and biscuits and we chat and we and it's all about just con- making connection like you said the difference when I was doing stuff online I would make all these videos and everyone's liking my video. And then I'd put my phone down and I was completely on my own. I was alone with children, little children at home and no one out. And I was just like, oh, God. Whereas now it's manic. But God, do I just love coming out and talking to people. Because especially when you've got energy like I have, you'll talk to an egg. Um, But like... um, They are to you, though. That's (laughs) the important thing. I mean, I know that feeling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like... This is the thing, when people come to my classes, the same as with you girls, when they've got a connection, real people, real connection, being in the same room, breathing that air, knowing somebody's body is close to you in that sense, just get, if it makes you as a human being, it just makes you feel reconnected. And that's mm-hmm. what so many people are, are lacking. And, um, you know, I love my phone, but I also know I love my classes and I love playing around and dancing. So you're all very welcome. Oh, I, I, I'm just thinking how honoured I am to have three very vibrant ladies yeah. here with a common, very much a common cause, yeah. um, and how 
well, it can all work together. Yeah. And do you know what? I think sometimes we say the word well-being or mindfulness. I think sometimes even I get a bit words, like, Ugh. Bit. Yeah. but actually what I see it as is like, it's finding your your true self. We go to the doctor, we've got to have the dentist, got to get your teeth checked, make sure, you know, have a checkup, is your blood pressure all right? Mm. But it, your mind and your soul should be seen in the same way. Like, give you know, that kind of way of like, um, people... We paint, don't paint anymore because adults are not allowed to do that. We're, you know, playing and and I think you do, you should. Right here we go. Phyllis is going to fill us in on me. No, yeah. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to say it's very much from what you were saying about that well-being side of things and mindfulness and that sort of thing. That, I'm having a group. That, all right, oh. she's come over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs two mics? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, very much that. Um, that whole thing is basically it's about being human mm-hmm. it's remembering oh, God, yeah. to have that connection and being human again mm-hmm. and that's the thing that we're missing when you know mm-hmm. I'm you can't put the genie back in the bottle of technology playing games being on your computers and the rest of it but what you can do is start to remind people of what that connection is and we might have got some of that in covid that people realize that that's what they needed mm. but it's not taken long for them to go back in the other direction no. again it's that, it's that word people kept harping on normal when are we going to be normal what on earth is that yeah, yeah. what is that i'm gonna to have to sadly oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to close now and leave. Jackie's going, but I'm staying here for the next 30 minutes to tell you my life story. Here we go. (laughs) Well, you definitely got to come back, and um, um, but I'll give all of you. Three of you together. I mean, I just think we could have our own party in here, couldn't we? <laughs> we could have a menopause gag in here as well. So, well, I couldn't because some are in Leicester all over the shop. Um, but, ladies, thank you so much for today. I've had the most amazing time with you all together. And all to find out more about you, and I'm sure the listeners have gained a great deal from it. So thank you so much for being here. Just a reminder that if you missed anything, that Mercedes or Noel or Phyllis has said, not this Friday, but next Friday, it will be in podcast on the 12.30 website. You'll find that amazingly on the main navigation bar on a button called, guess what, podcast. Um, <laughs> so so if you missed any, and plus, all, you know, all the other things. So, but I think we need these ladies back, don't we? Yes, yeah! we do. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Oh, yes, we do. You're doing pantomime. I'm doing pantomime. This is a message for Chandra. Learn your lines, Chandra. Thank you. Chandra, don't forget, I will be there on Saturday at Startup, probably running the... um, Yeah. Twelve, uh, running the what am I running? Um, how to effective, how to network effectively. If you're there, I'd just fall apart, wouldn't I? With how to network effectively and speed networking up with my little hooter. So thank you, listeners, for being here. See you, quote unquote, next Monday, two till four. I'll definitely be here till four o'clock. And yes, I don't think we need a vote on. We're going to have these ladies back on again. So thank you so much. Listeners, studio, everybody for being here, and I'll see you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.